Hello and welcome to the Better in Business podcast. In today's episode, I am going to answer a couple of questions from one of our listeners. I'm very grateful for hearing from Annette and she asked me if I would share some information around how to set up a trade business from scratch. And also in terms of the trade business, in-house marketing, what works, what doesn't work. A lot of what I share today is going to be relevant to businesses in general. So it's a great podcast to listen to. If you're a tradie, it's just kind of doubly so because I'm going to talk about this specifically with tradies, okay? So in my bookkeeping practice, our specialty is trades and professional services. And I've been running my practice for 14 years and so I've seen a lot. (laughs) Um, I work with highly successful trades and help them actually corner the market for what they do, which is wonderful and very rewarding to be a part of that journey. And I also work with tradies who are struggling a bit more. And so for me, it's really amazing to be able to see the different nuances and what everybody's doing. And success leaves clues, right? And so does a lack of success, yeah? And we all need to reflect on what we're doing. And I learn so much from my clients, right? I look at the most successful clients I am working with. And today, I am going to give you three things, yeah? So I'm going to give you a whole lot of stuff, but then I'm going to give you three things that I have observed in the most successful clients I'm working with and also mentors and business buddies, three things that they do that I have also taken on board, yeah? There was one in particular. I was like, I need to step up, okay? So success leaves clues. You will have heard me say that before. So today, let's dive in and answer Annette's questions, and I am sure you will get lots out of them as well. For more information on this episode or how to work with me, check out the show notes or visit betterinbusiness.global. You've tuned into Better in Business with Jeannie. As an award-winning strategic bookkeeper and business veteran, I am dedicated to helping entrepreneurs learn, grow, and prosper. This podcast aims to challenge your thinking. If you're not thinking the right way, how can you act the right way? Each episode, we'll dive into key drivers of success, which I also call the rules of the game. Learn the rules, play to win. Let's go. I like to start every episode by reminding you that it is globally recognized that pillar one for the success of any business is up-to-date, accurate bookkeeping. If your books are not right up to date, tune into episode one, please. You can also get in touch with me if you'd like some help. Okay, so we are looking at uh, how to set up a trade business from scratch and then in-house marketing, what works and what doesn't work, okay? So let's talk about setting the business up from scratch first. So in terms of the businessy stuff, like if we put the marketing stuff aside for a minute, something that is really important to consider is that the choices you make today will influence what happens in 10 or 15 years, okay? Like literally as I do this podcast, 
I am so busy with a purpose and legacy project, right? But at the same time, I've decided to sell the family home. It is not ideal timing, but the choice that I make today, yeah, while the market is strong and we're probably in a property bubble, will impact my financial position in 15 years to come. Yeah, so the moral of that story is that the choices you make at the beginning of your journey in business, my goodness, I see this every day, every day, the choices you make at the beginning are going to give you results in 10 and 15 years, okay? Because you will blink and you will have had your business for 10 or 15 years. I've had my bookkeeping practice for 14 years. So in terms of the businessy stuff, the first thing I would say is to see a great accountant, and we can certainly refer you to one. So in fact, anything you hear in this podcast, we can help you with some of the things, or we can refer you to vetted suppliers. Just drop me an email, hello at betterinbusiness.global. Tell me what you need and want, and I will send you information. So the businessy stuff. So trading structure that minimizes risk. All right, so this is kind of like, I'm going to call this, you make a plan B at the beginning. We see tradies that grow quickly and bring on staff and start doing bigger jobs. And without meaning to, some of them end up in debt. What you do at the beginning will influence how that debt could be dealt with. And you may think that'll never be me, okay? Or just asset protection generally. Please, 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 step one, see an accountant or ask for a referral and talk about a trading structure that minimizes risk. Now that is like so boring, right? It's <laughs> when you think about starting your own business, you think about Oh, freedom and lifestyle and not working for the man. You don't think about a trading structure that minimizes risk like, oh, but please, please put it on your list. Write it down right now on your to-do list, okay? Simple. Somebody else is going to handle that for you. They're just going to go, oh, yeah, you need that. Gee, that's good that Jeannie mentioned that. Great. Let me sort that out for you, okay? So we're going to do that, please, 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 at the beginning. So the next thing is, please do get all your insurances in place. Register your business name. If you're in Australia, that's with ASIC. You just go online. It's easy. Uh, the next thing I want you to do is just consider whether buying a franchise is a better option for you. I want you to read a book called uh, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Now, if you would rather, you can use the Blinkist app to condense that book down into a 10 to 15 minute summary and that's going to help you understand why it's worth just doing your due diligence and investigating a franchise okay so 80% of businesses go bust in their first five years whereas with franchises the franchises that go bust are usually in the single digits meaning under 10% and now there's good and bad franchises out there there is one in the trade space that we've got experience with and we've heard really good things about them and so if you would like a referral to them to just to consider whether uh, that's an option for you let us know and we will refer them to you now in terms of the businessy stuff so let's imagine for a moment that you are not buying a franchise okay so you've got to do this from scratch 
There is a few common mistakes that we see business owners make, all right? So one is that they don't understand that from inception, they need to have up-to-date, accurate accounting records, and then they need the help to understand what all of that means so that they can see how their business is actually performing from day one in terms of profit and cash, okay? That is the profit and loss and the balance sheet and the accounts receivable, the accounts payable, okay? And that probably leads me into, I have like a five-step system. It's around the business operations, okay? And it goes plan, team, marketing, selling, standards, yeah? And so it starts with plan and there's a few things in plan. There's like your brand and your marketing playbook. You need your pricing strategy. You need your actual plan on a page. All right. So there's those things. But the second one is team. So why would team in my linear system come before marketing? Yeah. And that's because if you try and hit the football field by yourself, I don't care how good a football player you are. Yeah, which if you read the e-myth, it talks about the great technician. Yeah, so I don't care how good you are at the technical stuff. If you try and win that game all by yourself, yeah, you're probably going to lose. That is why 80% of businesses go bust in their first five years. So I know a really great business coach and he says the first person you need to put on your team is a strategic bookkeeper. Okay, it is pillar one for success. So you need to do that, all right? That's in the businessy stuff. You're probably after that going to need a bit of admin support. The key takeaway here is to consider team, okay? Now, I'm going to keep this pretty short and sweet. So what I'm going to do as it relates to, you know, what do we do to set the business up and then the marketing question, yeah, I've talked about the plan team marketing selling standards, yeah, and I'm going to relate what I talk about next, it kind of all fits in there, okay? So we've had a bit of a look at the basics around the businessy stuff. So now we are going to look at the question that was posed about marketing for trades, what works and what doesn't work. And we're going to touch on this question posed around socials versus old school marketing, etc. I love this. And as I said, I'm wrapping it up with the three things that I have seen around successful trades and professional services. And actually, why don't we begin and end with those three things, okay, as food for thought. So the three things that I've noticed is partnership marketing, making the hard decisions, which is the ability to wear the manager hat and wear it well, pricing strategy. Those three things, here's what I've noticed, and I will explain them more as we go. Most successful entrepreneur I know in the trade space and linked to trades as well, like um, services linked to trades, are getting those three things right. And I mean really right. <laughs> the tradies that are struggling, yeah, and are just busy and working long hours and scratching their head around why they're not really making more than these days they could make in a good job and not having much fun along the way they tend to be getting those things wrong, okay, which is, that is dazzling. Like, to get that information is pretty game-changing and pretty valuable, okay? So now, just circling back to marketing, yeah, in terms of marketing, what works, what doesn't work, here's what I am going to tell you. 
Starting out in business, the first thing around marketing that you need to do is nail your brand and your marketing playbook. And Annette that posed these questions, she's going to be like thinking, ah, yes, she has worked with me in this space before, right? So your brand is your organization's personality, just like you have a personality, okay? A lot of business owners, entrepreneurs think of brand as a website and a logo, but actually they are brand assets. And if you race off and create brand assets before you truly understand the brand that makes sense for you, then they will not nearly be as impactful. Okay, so your digital ecosystem, your website, your social media will not connect to your audience, your prospective customers nearly as well as it could if you develop your brand first. Now, I have got inside the Better in Business Academy, I have got a course on building your brand and your brand playbook. And so if you would like to discuss getting access to that, just let me know and I'll let you know about that. Building out your brand will be like the foundation of your house. It will give you a foundation from which to build success around the marketing. Yeah, and think of the brand assets like furniture (laughs) that people are going to walk in and sit on, okay? Uh, So important. So in terms of socials and new school versus old school, look, these days people expect to be able to get to know, like, and trust you 24-7 online. Think about your own behavior. When do you go looking for what you need and want? Yeah, sometimes it's nine o'clock at night in bed on your phone, okay? So yes, you absolutely need to have a great digital ecosystem, but I am a big one for simple, simple, simple. So I would love to be able to help you develop a beautiful, impactful, simple brand, yeah, and marketing playbook that you can use as a brief for marketing agencies. And remember, We are in a global workforce these days, okay? So we can be working with anyone from around the globe to develop your brand assets because when you develop your brand assets, which is primarily your website and your social media, what you need to know is that there is a marketing agency mix required and the very basics around that marketing agency mix, yeah, because marketing is a, a range of specialties, is you need a graphic designer, You need a website designer. You need a marketing copywriter at least, okay? So they're the people that get involved because what I see is graphic designers being given the entire job and they build pretty stuff that doesn't resonate, okay? The best advice I can give you here is to do the work around nailing your brand and your marketing playbook first before you build the brand assets because that is the... You know, the old Abe Lincoln, give me six hours to chop down a tree. I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. That is sharpening the axe. The brand assets will come easily if you develop the brand and the marketing playbook, okay? And no one can really do that for you because your brand is actually going to come from you and your heart and the reason you're going into business, okay? But Good news is (laughs) we've got that all for you in the academy to nut out. So yeah, 
If you need to do that, let us know. And if you're not going to use the academy, then you just need to know that needs to be done, okay? So if you find somebody else whose vibe is your vibe that can help you develop your organization's personality, your vision, your mission and more, yeah, and your marketing playbook, awesome. But please know that needs to be done like the slab of your house. So next, as a tradie, yeah, you're doing local work. So I want to explain that. So as a bookkeeper and a business strategist and a strategic bookkeeper and a coach, I work with people all over the country. And actually, now I work with people all over the world. I help bookkeepers to thrive in practice as well. So I work with people all over the world because my services, I don't have to drive to their house, right, and deliver it. As a tradie, you are generally going to residential and commercial premises. Therefore, you're running a local business, okay? And oftentimes, we just don't stop to think about this. So the kind of marketing that's going to work for you is a little bit different to me. We're both going to need to be able to give our prospective customers and our market a place to go online 24-7 to get to know, like, and trust us. But there's going to be a few nuances that are different, okay? So, for example, in my business, I would not bother getting my car wrapped, you know, the advertising wrap on a car, because I'm not a local business. But for tradies, I'm told that works brilliantly. And it does two things. So I like to wrap marketing up in three different ways. You've got brand, you've got advocacy, and then you've got paid, okay? So vehicle wraps give you brand and advocacy. Brand because people are seeing your brand. Your brand is going to get stronger in the market, okay? And then advocacy because when that vehicle wrap is done off the back of you developing your real brand, your organization's personality, your marketing playbook, it's going to be something that connects people who see it to your why. And people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So actually with the right marketing in place communicated on your vehicle wrap, You can actually, same with your digital ecosystem, you can build advocacy for your brand with your market and your prospective customers, not just your customers, okay? Now, a really simple example of how that works in case you're going, holy sheesh, my brain is exploding right now. Let's say you're listening to this podcast and you don't do business with me, but you tell a friend about the podcast and you say, it's really awesome. You should listen. Like you run a business. It's really informative. That advocating for me and my brand. Yeah. You are not a client, but you have seen and felt some value. And so you go and advocate for me. Okay. That's a really simple example. Another one for a tradie would be that I happened to hear about a tradie that was amazing. And my friend then told me they needed that, an electrician. And I say, ah, Sally told me that Josh is so good and he's just got five star reviews. So we can absolutely create advocacy in our market. Yeah. As well as with the obvious, which is clients we work with who rave about us, right? That one's obvious, but this idea that you can create it with your market as well is really, really important. So vehicle wraps, they work really well. Marketing layering create a pipeline for you. Okay. So for example, uh, let's say you have 12 different marketing strategies 
And basically through those strategies, inquiries coming through from each one, then that's going to fill up a pipeline for you. Okay. So I'm a big believer in marketing layering. And just an example of that is that you've got your brand, you've got your marketing playbook, then you create your digital assets being your website and your social media. So website is a marketing strategy. Social media is a marketing strategy. Then let's say that you are making sure you remind your broader social network, like your personal network, who you are and what you do. That is a marketing strategy. That is part of networking. Really, really important. So that's number three. Let's say on top of that, you're making sure that you get your database built and in order and you keep in touch with everyone that you do work with. Yeah, so that they know who you are, where to find you, and they can reach out to get more jobs done. That's database marketing, so that's four. Let's say you do business networking, that's five. Let's say you do partnership marketing, that is six. Then you've got word of mouth marketing at play. So that's the advocacy we just talked about. There's profile marketing, okay, results-based marketing, important to build your Google reviews, there is search engine optimization marketing, there is also paid marketing and I truly believe that it is the layering of these things that works. However, I'm also a believer in keeping it all simple and doing the 5% activities that will give you the 95% result. Yeah. So absolutely you need smart strategic strategies, but I'll give you an example of what I mean. With your social media, for example, social media is somewhere that your market will go to get to know, like, and trust you. So understanding the customer journey is really important. Yeah. And so in terms of social media, I would not recommend that you put a whole lot of effort into that. It's more where somebody will go to vet you, to vet that you're credible, to get to know, like, and trust you 24-7 online, yeah? So what we need to do is have our marketing strategies in place and then understand how much time and money to invest in those marketing strategies, okay? So absolutely the strategies that I just told you about there, you should be doing, but you should be investing the right amount of time and money in those, okay? So with organic social media, you're probably not going to monetize that into clients that easily and therefore you want to invest the time in it, commiserate with the return. Your social media is probably a branding exercise right? So you don't want to spend hours and hours and heaps of money on that. You just want to make sure that when somebody's checking you out, that you're posting regularly and you look professional and you look credible and you look reliable and you've got reviews and I can get to know, like, and trust you. And it seems like you have a competitive advantage. Okay. So that's really, really important. You always need to look at the time and money you put into any marketing activity and then think about the return on investment for that time and money. And vehicle wraps, you know, you do it once, you reap the rewards, yeah? Not much time, not much money, and yet the results will keep coming as part of marketing layering, okay? So really important to understand that. In terms of marketing, back to um, 
connecting it to those three things. And then I'm going to talk about a couple more things that relate to what works and what doesn't work for tradies specifically as well. Um, but it does relate to business in general. So um, the three things that I talked about, partnerships, making the hard decisions, which is around manager hat primarily, and pricing strategy. So let's keep remembering those three things. Now, in terms of what works, so partnerships, we're going to explore that in a sec, and our business networking. And the two are actually a little bit linked. Those two things for tradies and for every single business are a must. They are transformational and they are the 5% activities that will give you 95% of the result. Okay. So what doesn't work before we circle back to those? Paid advertising does not work if you are not ready. So paid advertising only works when you have nailed your brand, when you have nailed your marketing playbook, when you have nailed your website and your social media, yeah, when you are ready and when you understand the science and art of paid advertising. On the whole, I see business owners absolutely burn money yeah, on paid advertising that doesn't work. And yet it can work and it does work. We actually do have a, a supplier we know who does paid advertising for trades in Australia. They get great results if and when you're ready. The thing I like about them is they won't actually work with a client who's not ready and they love us because we get that, right? So they will say no to you if it's not going to work for you. And I'm telling you, they'll tell you exactly what I've told you. So please do the foundational work. But if you'd like that referral, just email me and I'll give that to you. So We've covered off paid advertising, partnerships and networking works. I love Business Networking International, BNI. I know people love it and they hate it. I've seen and tried different types of networking. What I love about BNI is it's so systemized. And if you work the system, the system will work, okay? I have met the founder, Ivan Meisner. He is amazing. He is an introvert. The grandfather of networking is an introvert. So whether you are an introvert, extrovert, or like me, I think of myself as an ambivert. I'm a bit of both. B and I can work for you if you work the system. Just follow the system and the magic will happen. I've seen trades build hundreds of thousands in revenue through Business Networking International. I will tell you right now, if you focus solely on revenue, thinking that that's what builds a thriving trade business, you will fail. It's a piece of the puzzle. Okay, so I'll direct you to the seven deadly cash flow sins and just to better in business generally reach out if you want to discuss that further. I'll do a free consultation, but the seven deadly cash flow sins explains a little bit of that as well, as does Michael E. Gerber's um, book, The E-Myth. Okay, so those two things. So before we talk about partnerships and networking, I'll just mention one more thing, time in the market. Yeah. So the first five years are the toughest. Now, if you hit the market from day one with a brand that you've really invested in getting right, okay, then the first five years is your brand kind of taking root in the market. And that is something that you is going to be kind of invisible. Yeah. Just like your pipeline is invisible. Some of your pipeline's visible but some of it is invisible. That is a podcast for another time. But your first five years, you want to let your brand take root in the market and work your ass off. (laughs) 
please work smart as well as hard. But I just want to mention time in the market. You'll get to the five-year mark and I promise you, if you've done all the things right, do everything right every day, every day for five years and let my team help you with that, then absolutely things will get easier. Some people will tell you the first two years, sure, that's a part of it. But I've seen the data on the curve that happens and I've experienced the curve as well at five years, okay? So partnerships and networking. So back to those three things. So the three things that I've seen that work really well and the most successful entrepreneurs in this space. So rather than thinking of marketing as a one at a time approach, so I go out and find one customer at a time, the successful tradies found partnerships. So they found people who had lots of their customers, yeah, that they could serve. Real life examples, a tradie that discovered that body corporate managers could refer him the most work. So he put his time and energy into working that marketing strategy into getting to know the body corporate managers and letting them get to know, like, and trust him and nurture those advocacy relationships, okay, so that he could get referrals from that. Another example is an architect who built relationships with volume builders, okay? Now, success is found in the long game, so you need to be prepared to play the long game with all of this, okay? So you get started, it's not going to happen overnight, it's going to happen over time, and we would love to hold your hand and help you with that. Everything begins and ends with the numbers too, so please do put a strategic bookkeeper on your team. So, that is how partnerships work. I would refer you to Daniel Priestley's. I've read all of Daniel Priestley's books. They're great business reads. And he talks a lot about this in his books, okay? So definitely refer you to that. So the second of the three things, and if we circle back to business networking, look, there's nothing else I need to tell you there. Business networking works, but in my experience, B&I works the best, and I have seen trades absolutely kill it if you work the system. And you go to networking primarily to find a partner more than a customer. You will absolutely find tons of customers. Trade categories are coveted in BNI and they are fought over. It is so powerful. But you go also to find a partner. So let's say you're a plumber and you find a great electrician partner. You might be able to refer to each other. Now, they might have been in business for 15 years yeah, and be able to give you more than you can give them initially, all right? But there's always a great value exchange that can happen beyond just referring to each other as well. So you will have lots to give, all right? But that's the link between partnerships and business networking is that the networking is where you can find and develop some of these partnerships, okay? So back to the three things. So we've covered partnerships, make the hard decisions, okay, wear the manager hat well. My goodness, when you first go into business for yourself, absolutely you will think, yeah, that's easy. You know, I'm excited about um, not working for the man and doing my own thing. You will never conceive the hard decisions that you are going to have to make. So from the beginning, you need to know that the manager hat is plan, organize, staff, direct and control. Oh my goodness, sounds boring. Recruit team to help you. But when you have to, when I say recruit team, I mean globally and people that just help you an hour here and there, like a strategic bookkeeper. I don't mean 
full-time staff. I mean subcontractors and technicians that do what they do well to support you, okay? So, hire slow, hire fast. Make hard and smart and tough decisions, all right? The business owners that are succeeding are doing that. The business owners who are failing are telling me why. They're not prepared to make the hard decisions, yeah? So the third thing was pricing strategy. And I told you that I would keep this short and sweet. And I totally haven't, so I apologize. But hopefully it's high value and high impact. So the third thing I see is pricing strategy. And I'll give you an example. So one highly successful trade, and this is an example of all the ones that are getting it right, He has always had a great pricing strategy, right? And a great pricing strategy isn't just an LE rate. That's a math equation. So you need to develop a great pricing strategy and then regulate capacity with price. You need to charge what the market will bear. All too often are tradies charging a fraction of what they should charge, all right? And pricing strategy and how to price an outcome is a whole nother podcast, But just know that the people that are getting it right are really killing it around pricing. And pricing is contained in the plan part of that five-step methodology I told you about, plan, team, marketing, selling standards. All right, drop me a line if you want to talk about how I can help there because that falls into plan, but pricing strategy. So uh, the business owners that are getting that wrong, yeah, they're not charging what the market would bear. They don't have a great pricing strategy. They're not regulating capacity with price. They are busy, 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 but not thriving, yeah? When you go into business for yourself, absolutely, you want purpose, you want legacy, but you also want the income and lifestyle, yeah? And that pricing strategy is about giving you money and also time. You want to be money wealthy, but you also want to be time rich. You don't want to work 70 hours a week and go, well, I made good money, but I hate what I'm doing and I'm losing my marriage and I have no time, okay? So we want profit, cash, and time. Keep your eyes on the prize. So there you have it, my friends. A podcast developed from one of our wonderful listeners who reached out and simply asked me to create content around this. So now let's wrap it up with action steps, okay? I think we email you if you're on our list, betterinbusiness.global. You'll get this emailed as copy as well. You can print that out and please use it as a how-to guide, as a checklist, yeah? The next action I would say, um, successful business owners are educating themselves, yeah? So make time to listen to every one of my podcasts while you are, say, exercising. Go for a walk, yeah? Health is important, but listen to every one of the podcasts. Educate yourself, okay? They are the two things that I recommend you do right now. And as I've already said, just drop me a line if you'd like to talk about how we can help or if you'd like us to refer you to anyone and we will do that for you. Thanks for tuning in. For more information on this episode or how to work with me, check out the show notes. If you'd like to know how I can help you do better in business, you know where to find me, betterinbusiness.global. See you in the next episode.